Hey, welcome to the C3 Auckland podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, head to c3church.org.nz. We hope you enjoy this message. My message is entitled, What Happened on the Road? And we're going to be looking at the passage in Luke uh, 24, uh, verses 13 to 35, where two disheartened disciples encounter the risen Lord Jesus, and everything changes for them. But before we get into it, who knows that sometimes unexpected things happen? You're probably groaning right now going, uh, yeah, unexpectedly self-isolating, Fiona. <laughs> and it's true. But I know those moments come with, with, with moments of shock and surprise, like we're going about our business and then stuff changes. And a few years ago, I had that very same moment. It was a quiet evening, about 10 o'clock at night, and the house was quiet. I thought my job was done. Dinner had been done, homework had been done, the crazy bath, bedtime ritual, madness had happened, and finally, everyone was asleep. My mother duties were done. And so as you do, you wander down the hallway, uh, quiet, lights out, just to make a cup of tea. And I just wandered into the kitchen, casually opened the pantry door, to my surprise, in there was a young boy squished between the door and the shelves with bread hanging out of his mouth and another handful in his hand. Needless to say, I screamed. And I'm not sure who got more of a fright. You know, he'd snuck down the hallway and he'd grabbed some bread. And just at that moment, he'd heard me coming. So of course, he just slammed the door shut, hoping for dear life he wouldn't get caught. And he did. I'm not sure who got more of a fright. But I did. (laughs) You see, I thought he was in bed asleep, but he was not. I thought my parenting moments were done for the night, but they were not. I thought I was blissfully alone, but I was not. You know that feeling when when what happens is out of sync with what you feel, like what happens is quite different to your experience. It messes with you. It messed with me that night. It gave me such a shock. You know, and it just reminds me, sometimes we we don't see the big picture. Sometimes we're in this world of what we assume is what is will be, and then something hits a smack in the face and goes, your reality is not what you think it is. And I feel like that is like what things are like with God sometimes. There is a bigger picture at play, and sometimes we just have to trust Him. And I think when we do, amazing things will be revealed to us. You know, today is Resurrection Sunday and it's good news. 
And I think today is a day where we lift our heads and remind ourselves of that bigger picture of that better plan. You know, uh, that bigger plan that Christ laid down His life for us, that we can have new life in Him, that despite what happens, despite the unexpected turns and twists of life, we have an eternal hope in Christ. And that is good news. In Luke 24, 13 to 35, we see, as I said, Jesus' disciples and they're on the road to Emmaus and they are grappling with something totally unexpected. Their Lord, whom they believed was the Saviour of the world, had been crucified and was dead. They thought it was all over, but it was not. They thought that Jesus was dead, but he was alive. Let's read it together. That very day, two of them were going to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking with each other about all these things that had happened. So here's two guys on the road, probably returning home. And the cool thing in this, this passage is that there's a hint even here that something is at play that they don't know. Because on the road to Emmaus, uh, the, the Maccabeans had won a victory, a massive victory across uh, against enemy forces. And so there's a hint here by Luke that where they were going, there's this sense there's gonna be victory against the odds. While they were discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognising him. And he said to them, what is this conversation that you are holding with each other as you walk? And they stood still, looking sad, gloomy, downcast. Then one of them, named Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened here in these days? And he said to them, What things? And they said to him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet, mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and rulers delivered him up to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things happened. Moreover, some woman of our company amazed us. They were at the tomb early in the morning, and when they did not find his body, they came back saying that they had even seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the woman had said, but him they did not see. And he said to them, this is Jesus, O foolish ones and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken, was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them all the scriptures, are the things concerning himself. I think that would be a Bible study 
wanting, you'd want to get the notes from, right? <laughs> so they drew near to the village to which they were going. He acted as if he were going further, but they urged him strongly saying, stay with us for it is toward evening and the day is now far spent. So he went in to stay with him. I love how these disciples urged him to stay with him. There was something about this conversation. There was something that was going on inside of them where they're like, you need to stay. We need you with us. When he was at the table with them, he took the bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened and they recognised him and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the Scriptures? And they rose that same hour and returned to Jerusalem. And they found the 11 and those who were with them gathered together saying, the Lord has risen indeed. Other Scriptures, other translations say, it's true, the Lord is risen. And he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. It's a really amazing passage of Scripture where these disciples encountered Jesus. And it's such a cool progression of the journey of faith. They start in this journey a little bit stunned, and unbelief, confused, rumours of what could be, has happened, what hasn't happened. They don't know. It's dramatic. They're sad and they're gloomy. They've lost their friend. They're broken hearted. They don't know how they're going to go on. But by the end, their hearts are burning and they're running back to Jerusalem, back to the place of faith, declaring Jesus as the risen Lord with faith and hope in their hearts. What happened on the road? Jesus walked with them. I love this. As God's followers, he journeys alongside of us. If anything will change your heart from fear to faith, it's walking every day with Jesus. God wants to be known to you. He wants to walk with you. He wants a personal relationship. He wants daily communion with you. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He wants that closeness with us. He wants us to walk with Him. And as we walk with Him, He unpackages who He is and we begin to trust Him and see a bigger plan. In Genesis 5, 24, Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him. In Genesis 6, 9, Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his time. Noah walked with God. In Genesis 48, 15, it says, He blessed Joseph and said, The God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked, the God who has been my shepherd all my day to this day. Micah 6, 8 says, Do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with your God. Leviticus 26, 12 reveals God's heart. I will walk amongst you and be your God and you shall be my people. God wants to walk with us. Would you walk 
with God today. The second thing that happens on the road is that Jesus opens up the Scriptures to him. He says to them, why are you despairing? Have you not heard? You know, they thought that Jesus would uh, take them out of captivity, out of the oppression of the Roman rulers. They had no idea and no understanding of the Scriptures that Jesus would actually deliver them out of sin and death into eternal life. You know, and so Jesus has to be patient with them. And in fact, He actually corrects them and gives them a little bit of a rebuke. Uh, But He wants to correct their thinking. And so He just opens up the Scriptures, like Isaiah 53, 4-5, where it says, He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon Him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with His wounds, we are healed. You know, God's worth is truth, and truth will help you trust God. People make up all sorts of crazy things about who God is, and and people can get a really fractured and misunderstand who God is. And we have to always bring, uh, bring ourselves back to the Word of God because His Word is truth, and on His Word we can trust. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. So we know that as we have the Word of God inside of us and we open it up and we study it and we dwell on it and and it becomes our food, uh, we will, will know God better and we'll be able to trust Him far more. The third thing that Jesus does on the road is that He reveals Himself to them. You know, as I said, the disciples urge Him to stay. And I think that should be our cry. You know, Jesus, stay with us. Reveal Yourself to us in this time of of uncertainty or confusion. Stay, tell us more, show us more. We need to have that hunger and thirst for Jesus. And I love that Jesus sits down and eats a meal. He takes the bread, He gives thanks, He breaks the bread and gives it to them. And suddenly they understand the breaking of the bread, His body broken for them. And it transports them back to the Last Supper where the same actions took place in Luke twenty two nineteen, He took the bread and when He had given thanks, He broke it and gave it to them saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. At that meal, He'd told them what was to come. He'd told them that He would have to suffer. And then suddenly they realise, this is Jesus with us. And then He disappears. He vanishes. And just when you think you've seen God and you understand it, the bang goes and you're left in awe afresh of Jesus. And I think, you know, I love that they say their hearts burned inside of them at that moment, right? And I think we need to stay in awe of God. You see, there's something more at play. There's something far bigger than we can 
understand or comprehend right now, but we can trust God. We can trust God as we walk with Him daily, as we're in His Word, as we ask Him to reveal Himself to us afresh. And we will keep that aliveness of our faith, that that wonder of God, that awe that He should inspire in us. You know, last month, Steve Bomford told his story And I'd encourage you, it's online. I'd love you to go and and watch it. And he told the story of his sister coming to faith, being diagnosed with cancer and dying and leaving uh, her three children in the care of himself and Amy, Josiah, Caleb and Gabriella. And he told the story of how God pursued him and Amy, and how he revealed himself to them as true. And as they started to trust him and get to know him, he turned what was the most disastrous and dire situation into something quite spectacular. And on that night, I was completely undone because uh, it took me back when Gabby was four and Lee was sitting in my room uh, talking. It took me back to those emotions that I felt. I was confused, sad, and potentially angry at God. <laughs> that, that, that feeling where we didn't expect that to happen and we can't understand why. But I remember God turning up in that moment, in my moment of of sadness. And I felt His tangible presence with me. And one day when I was going for a run and I was contemplating it and, and talking to God and telling Him all my questions and telling Him He got it wrong, this huge thunderstorm came down and just hailed, like hail, it was sunny and then it hailed. And I suppose that's Auckland for you, but I took that as God just going, you've got no idea. There's something bigger at play and I am God and you need to trust me. And in that moment, I just said, Lord, you are God. And a peace came upon me. And the other night when he told his story, I just got undone. What God has done, what what the enemy did for evil, God has turned around a hundred times for good. And so many people have given their lives to Christ. And I'm in awe of God. It might not look like the way you think it will look like, but God is in control and He will walk with you and He will reveal Himself to you. He is good and He is almighty and He is loving and He will show us the way through. We hope you enjoyed this message. If you'd like to know more about our church or to find out what's coming up, check out c3church.org.nz.